Greetings, greetings, greetings. This read is coming from the LA Times and it's touching on the work situation that came out of the year 2020 where every one of us, well, mostly the whole world, not everybody, but mostly the whole world, the adult world, not even the kids though, because the kids went remote for school. So um, a lot of people went from going to work on a regular basis to working from home. And this article is about those people who are affected in that way. Me personally, um, I was working at a university police department at the time. I was a telecommunications officer. My daily was not affected at all. I still went to work every day. And um, the highways were clear. I was driving from one part of the state to the other part of the state, about an hour um, commute. And it was a really easy commute because there was nobody on the highway. Gas was low. Gas was under $2. I appreciated that. Um, But what did change for me is that everybody else at the university wasn't there anymore. So I didn't have to deal with the same types. Um, It was definitely a PWI. Although it was a state school, it was predominantly white. And so the instructors, the students, the parents, the visitors, the police department, all white. And I didn't realize, I knew there were some racial issues, but I didn't realize how much of a relief it was not to be affected by that day to day because we were all required not to be within connected distance of each other like you had to keep the six feet you know so where I was people weren't just coming in anymore just sitting there and and talking and interrupting my workspace and I didn't have to interact times when I really didn't want to anymore it felt kind of good no it felt real good so when things started getting back to what it used to be before the shutdown, I knew I didn't want to be there anymore. I don't want to deal with them doing their biased traffic stops. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with them treating black people differently than other people on the campus. Um, I didn't want to deal with the, the trainings that we used to have to go to that were racially biased, but nobody, like, Everybody's always like, what are you talking about when I pointed it out? I don't want to deal with that anymore. So August 2021, I left that career path and I'm on a different path now. And I don't miss it a bit. Um, The pay was decent. (laughs) That's it. And um, I was stressed at that job. I was very stressed. And... That was a relief. It is a relief never to have to be in that situation again. So how I conduct my life now is based on my well-being. My wellness matters. Not when I retire. Now, today, my wellness matters. And I have to make that a a specific point, um, priority in my life. And this article attracted me because the people in this article made a decision for themselves too. The title of the article, the headline is, 
remote work gave them a reprieve from racism. And they don't want to go back. It was written by, uh, the author is Samantha Masunaga. And it was published in the LA Times. Let's get into it. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As Laron Barton weighed his options, he realized what he had to do. If he took a pay cut of $5,000, he could have a fully remote tech job that would let him roam the country and give him the flexibility he craved. Or he could keep his salary and stay at his current job, a network engineer position based at a San Francisco hospital that required occasional site visits and kept him tethered to the region. Patients at the hospital sometimes gave him funny looks when he came to check their room's Wi-Fi, recall Barton, who is black, and staff members questioned his competence. Working remotely during the pandemic showed him a whole different lifestyle. No commute more time with his family, and a break from the onslaught of microaggressions and other racist behavior he'd had to endure. Barton chose the pay cut. You're totally out of the rigmarole, said Barton, who is now a writer and technical project manager at a Southern California tech company. And just the quality of life has improved drastically. It's a sentiment expressed by many black workers and other people of color who found that remote work lessened the racism they face on the job. But it forces workers to make a difficult choice. Prioritize your mental health or endure for the sake of your career. Remote job opportunities are shrinking as more companies require that workers come back to the office. And even in hybrid workplaces, remote employees can be at a disadvantage for career advancement since managers sometimes forget about them or assume they are less productive than their in-person peers, a concept called proximity bias. Jobs are built on social capital We could miss out on those happy hour opportunities, Barton said, (laughs) but he's willing to sacrifice the in-office networking. Honestly, he said, I would trade that in for my peace of mind. Throughout the pandemic, survey after survey showed what some workers of color have known for years. Workplace politics and discrimination can make the office an undesirable place to be. 
in 2021, just 3% of black, white-collar knowledge workers wanted to return to full-time in-office work, compared with 21% of white. (laughs) According to research from Future Room, a project backed by instant messaging firm Slack, the research found that hybrid or remote work arrangements increased Black workers' feelings of belonging at work and boosted their ability to manage stress. Part of the push for remote work can be explained by the preferences of millennial and younger workers who want the freedom to choose where they do their jobs, said Latanya Wilkins, founder and chief executive of Change Coaches, a leadership development firm focused on workplace culture. Career coach Jermaine L. Murray said many of his clients, relatives, and friends have expressed their reluctance to return to the office. Clients of all races have told him they prefer remote work, but his black clients have more frequently emphasized that continuing to work from home allowed them to avoid office politics. It almost felt like the distance allowed a more objective environment, said Murray, founder of Jupiter HR, which provides career development services. With remote work, the data confirm whether workers are getting their jobs done and there's less room for coworkers to take undeserved credit since there are fewer opportunities to socialize on the job, he said. Clients whose companies are switching to hybrid work are looking for other jobs, Murray said. And because of the sluggish economy and cooling labor market, he said, they're quiet quitting their current positions rather than leaving immediately. Opportunities for remote-only jobs, however, are starting to shrink. In April, about 11% of United States job postings on LinkedIn were for remote work, down from a peak of nearly 21% in March 2022, according to a May report from LinkedIn. Such jobs were in high demand. Nearly half of job applications via the website in April were for fully remote positions, and only one-third were for jobs without remote or hybrid options. Professionals that have the opportunity to be in these remote environments and not experience microaggressions at work or not do as much code switching or all of those things have now said, that was great for my mental health or it helped me be a little more authentic at work, said Andrew McCaskill, a career expert with LinkedIn. And a lot of employees and workers just don't want to give that up. For one 35-year-old paralegal from the Midwest, remote work is now a must. As a Black employee and someone who is neurodivergent, it's just better for me, said the paralegal, who asked that their name and gender not be published for fear of harming future employment opportunities. I'm able to be more productive. I'm able to focus better. I get so much more work done here in my own space where I'm able to be who I am and think Previous jobs often involved being the only black worker in the office and being judged based on social interactions, the paralegal said. If the paralegal was quiet and focused only on work, managers said to stop being antisocial and hard to approach. Readers note, 
I definitely, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to share a story. So when I'm in a space, um, I'm generally comfortable with myself. I give thanks to my grandmother, Agnes. She is a native American woman, but she looked like she was white and she took me to, she took me everywhere, me and my brother. And her husband was Italian and Irish. So they looked like a white couple with these black kids. And I used to be like, Grandma, why are they, Why is everybody staring at us? She was like, stick out your tongue. She didn't talk about race. She just didn't. But she took me everywhere. We traveled all, we traveled. We took a lot of road trips, even up to Canada. And I feel comfortable in any space talking to anybody. I don't feel like I don't belong anywhere. So that being said, when I was at the um, police department, it was a lot of racial stuff going on. And I would express myself. I would speak up. But other people would be like looking at me like, what are you doing? And they would whisper, they would literally whisper the word black. Like we can't say it. Y'all, they see me black. They know we black. Anyway, so I had a coworker who left before me. She went to a um a different university. But before she left, there was a lot of problems with her and the chief of police at the time who felt comfortable talking to me. Because even though I brought up controversial topics, I'm doing quotation marks in the air, even though I brought up topics, they felt comfortable talking to me because I don't know why. I can't speak for them. They just did. He said to me after she left, I wish she would have just talked more because she was so antisocial. What? It didn't matter. The point, I stopped talking, well, obviously I left too, but it didn't matter whether it was me as a talkative person or her as somebody who didn't choose to talk as much to them. It didn't matter because you could never be right in a racist. You can never be black in a racist environment and what you do be okay. It's never going to be okay. It's always going to be some BS. So this article is definitely on point right there. Um, Let me get back to the article now. If the paralegal was quiet and focused only on work, managers said to stop being antisocial and hard to approach. Uh, on bubbly or chatty days, the paralegal was admonished for not doing enough work. If the paralegal participated in a passionate conversation around the water cooler, criticism would soon follow. Don't be so aggressive. Oh, exactly. Exactly. There's never really a happy medium, the paralegal said. With remote work, however, those problems are eliminated and the paralegal can focus solely on getting the job done. Management experts argue that remote work opportunities have implications far beyond individual work experiences and affect corporate culture as a whole. Eliminating remote options can also hurt companies' ability to recruit a diverse workforce. With remote positions, companies can hire people living in geographic areas that are more diverse than the communities around their headquarters. Companies have to recognize that if they really want to meet their commitments to diversity and inclusion, one of the best levers they can pull for that is remote work, said McCaskill of LinkedIn. Readers note, there are companies who don't want diversity and inclusion, and we see that in so many ways. 
So if they don't have a remote, they can have control over who is in their work environment. They want people that think, look, act like they want them to act. So the truth is, some companies don't give a damn about diversity and inclusion. We see what happened with affirmative action recently. So... Employers considering a return to office mandate should make sure they are giving workers a reason to be in the office, which can make in-person work more purposeful and give fewer opportunities for microaggression, said Wilkins, the change coach as a CEO. In a hybrid situation, managers need to make sure employees working remotely are not left out or inadvertently penalized by proximity bias, she said. Part of that could include creating opportunities for employees to get exposure and recognition for their work, even if they are remote, and destigmatizing mental health support management experts said. As Senior Director of Talent Strategy at UC Irvine, Kimberly D. Jones made sure to have candid conversations with employees about their concerns regarding a return to the office. One employee shared experiences with her that predated Jones's arrival at the department and explained how those situations contributed to their anxiety about being at work. Jones said she addressed the issue with the employee and the leadership team and now checks in with that employee regularly to make sure they feel comfortable at work. She also makes a point to walk through the workspace and greet everyone in the morning in part to get a sense of the office dynamics and in part to make herself available to any employees who might have concerns. You have a responsibility as a leader to create an environment where everyone feels welcome and can be successful, Jones said. Black women especially face difficult situations at work. Professor Joan C. Williams and her collaborators have built a database of more than 18,000 people as they researched the intersection of racial and gender bias in white collar professions. In almost every data set she's seen, black women report the most bias and the least workplace fairness, she said. Particularly telling is a survey question that asks respondents whether they have access to career enhancing work. Nearly 90% of white men said yes. For black women, their percentage sinks as low as 50%. No matter what industry they work, no matter what company, it's unbelievably consistent, said Williams, who is a professor of, at University of California College of the Law, San Francisco, and founding director of the University Center for Work-Life Law. Structural engineer Rapunzel Amador-Lewis has gotten used to being one of very few women, much less black women of color, at her workplace, at her workplace is. She remembers being told by a well-meaning male mentor at her first job that as a female engineer, she'd have to run 110 yards to score a touchdown. After a minute, Worksites called her honey and assumed she was there to deal with office matters rather than inspect their work, she started bringing along a male coworker. And although that cut down on harassment, the men sometimes assumed her coworker was the engineer, not her. Her confidence in her skills and abilities was misinterpreted as arrogance and documented as such in a performance review. 
I have never had a woman engineer to report directly to, said Amador Lewis, who immigrated to the San Francisco Bay Area from the Philippines as a child in 1985. I've had peers, one or two peers every now and then, but I've never had a mentor, a female mentor, especially not a woman of color mentor. Eventually, Amador Lewis started her own consulting firm and began working from home to better balance her personal work and work life. It took a lot of effort, but she relished being her own boss, she said. She later went back to corporate staff roles at engineering firms, but said she left her last job over negotiations to add more remote days to her schedule and resistance to changes she wanted to make to the corporate culture, dynamics, and inclusion in the workplace. Would she ever go back to in-person work? She doesn't love the idea. If I find enlightenment somewhere, Amador Lewis said with a laugh, she is currently taking a sabbatical and embarked on a 107-day cruise around the world with her husband while figuring out her next steps. Yes. Maybe she'd accept a hybrid schedule, she said. After all, remote work allows her to take care of the chronic migraines She suffered since 2013 and helps her balance her caregiving responsibilities for her husband who has had seizures. I would never 100% do in-office again. Barton, the technical project manager, is also adamant about the benefit of remote work. Despite the shrinking pool of remote job opportunities and the possibility for remote positions to come with smaller salaries, he knows what's important to him. What do you value, he said. Do you value your sanctity or do you value the dollar? Hmm, something to think about.